Welcome back to Season 2 of 55 in Maine, a Disney podcast. On today's episode, Mark and I discuss one of the Walt Disney Company's newest and biggest moves in its history, the creation of Disney+. Plus. We discuss what we think of the new streaming service, some of our favorite shows and movies, and the future of streaming content for Disney+. Plus. Once again, bear with any sound issues as we record in a new space. But if you are enjoying the opening of the Disney Vault with Disney+, Plus, join us at 55 in Maine, where all roads lead to Disney+. Welcome back, everybody, to 55 in Maine, a Disney podcast. Thank you for subscribing and listening, and we truly appreciate it. I am Spencer. I'm here with... Mark. And uh, we wanted to do an episode uh, on one of the possibly biggest things to happen for the Disney company in, in quite a long time, and that is their streaming service, Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for a long time... Uh, Disney had what was called the Vault, yeah, where uh, they would release a film every seven years, uh, and it would be all out for a limited time only. Yes, and you had to get it, or else it would go back in the vault. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, they have—I mean—essentially opened up their vault and all of their, for the most part, content. So, um, Mark, what do you, like? What are your kind of initial thoughts about just the concept of? Disney Plus and kind of opening the vault, if you will. I don't think they would have done it unless they had to. They just saw what Netflix was doing, how much they were dominating, and being like, we we don't want to fall behind. We mm-hmm. don't want to be the dinosaur. But I kind of feel like they'd prefer to keep the, the vault mentality. It's not good for the consumer. It's great for the business. And mm-hmm. so I feel like that's something they would keep. For the amount of money I pay for Disney Plus and the amount of stuff I have on it blows my mind. <laughs> and I kind of feel like it's it's only because of Netflix. They didn't want to do this. They felt like they had to. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. When was the last time that you personally bought a not just a Disney movie on disc, okay. but just any movie on disc? It's been a long, long, long time. So they had to do this basically, right? You're right. They kind of had to. Because I mean, I, I'm a physical media guy. I, yeah. I, I I like <laughs> I like the cover art of boxes. And, yeah, yeah. And one of the best things about discs are the special features, which are kind of lacking on not just Disney Plus, but on just various streaming services. Mm-hmm. You don't get behind the scenes stuff very much. Uh, so that's what I I really like about having the discs. Um, but I mean, already like we didn't buy Frozen two. No. On Blu-ray. Why would you? Yeah. Like, I mean, so I think physical media, it's just another sign of it going bye-bye. And the part that blows me away is that you can download them. Oh, yeah. Like, if you have a, if you have an external hard drive large enough, you could have all of them. Yeah. I would buy DVDs of Disney movies pretty recently, actually, like mm-hmm. Moana we bought. Yeah. Because we go on car trips yeah, and yeah. I put it on the car trip. But now I can just have a Kindle loaded with these things and they're there. That part really shocked me. I was like, yeah. whoa, you're going to let me download this <laughs> and use when I'm not on Wi-Fi? And it's like, wow, that's, yeah. So uh, they announced Disney+. Plus. They announced the launch date. They had you know special event at D23. Mm-hmm. Uh, people could sign up, all this stuff. Um, and so, Mark, what was your kind of anticipation level for it? Kind of, did you pre-order? Um, kind of, how did you kind of get signed up for it? I saw a promotion that said you can lock in for three years. And I think it was 
like four dollars a month or something okay. after whatever deal, which is a little risky because I have no clue if it's going to be good, how the interface is going to be, and we just said it's going to have all the Disney movies, so it's it'll be worth four dollars a month to us. But we locked ourselves in for three years, and I'm really glad I did. I have zero regrets about that. But it was I just saw this opportunity and I just couldn't. Because the way things are now, if it starts to add up. If you're like, I got Netflix, and I got Hulu, and I got HBO, and I got this and that. Next thing you know, you're paying as much or more than you were for cable. Yeah. And so I was thinking, like, this that stuff adds up. But at the end of the day, it was a total no-brainer. And especially at that price point, I thought, I'm, I don't even need to see it. I'm that confident. I'm going to do it. Yeah. What was your interaction? So I did not pre-order. Why not? Because I knew I wanted to get, they, they had announced a package deal for ESPN Plus and Hulu along with Disney Plus, and I knew I wanted to get that package. But there were there weren't any details about it. They just said, "Oh yeah, we'll, we'll, we're going to have a package yeah. on launch day where you can get it." But they didn't have a price point yet. Um, they didn't have a way to sign up for it that you could only sign up for Disney Plus and then add on later. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of waited until day one uh, of launch day, which was November 12th, but, um, and then I got the, the three deal package. So we, I think it's 1299 for the three. My, my, it's, which is a great deal. Yeah. My only issue was, and I don't know if I'm dumb or if they, if I had read it wrong or whatever, but <clears throat> my wife and I have talked a long time about, well, is it time to cut the cable cord? Yeah. You know, because for the most part, uh, we have it specifically for sports. Yeah. You know? And so I was like, okay, if I can get ESPN plus, then maybe this is the right time. But come to find out and like, I'm just naive or stupid. I don't know which, but, (laughs) but (laughs) not stupid. (laughs) But, um, I was under the assumption that by getting ESPN plus you get, essentially everything that ESPN has yeah where it's not that it's literally plus it's it's in addition to ESPN you can so, watch as much bowling and darts as you yeah. want but no money in football yes so you have to keep because you can still the ESPN app it doesn't actually say ESPN plus it says ESPN yeah so you can log in through your cable provider mm-hmm. to yes, ESPN yes, yes. and then ESPN plus is in addition to that so we still have cable right yeah <laughs> right now. Uh, but uh, uh, so that was that's kind of my story about how I approached it and, and it was it was no brainer we were obviously gonna get totally the, get the streaming service it was never that it was just like like what's the best price point what's the best deal yeah kind of should I wait for the package it was those conversations so day one happens mm-hmm. November 12th what was your experience? launching day one most people would probably say mandalorian my guess is that's what you were fired about but i was just blown away to be like i'm gonna watch pinocchio play i'm gonna watch peter pan play i'm gonna watch i don't know some like weird disney channel show play it's like they were all there and i thought the interface was actually really neat Mm -hmm. the it was easy to understand it is kind of hard to find stuff to watch unless you know what you're looking for Mm -hmm. you the search function works great but sometimes i'd be like 
animated movies and I'd do the scroll and it would stop. Yes. Like, wait, you must have more than this. Like, <laughs> this can't be all you have. Whereas Netflix, this, this scroll goes on for like a Well, and then it also, on Netflix, it wraps around. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, that's right. It, it, it goes back to the beginning once mm-hmm, you get to the end. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, and it, that is probably an improvement that they can make. Yeah, exactly. I remember the first couple of days, the thing that I was really struggling with was no continue button. Yes. I'd watch half an episode of The Simpsons and want to, you know, go back to it and I would have to go back to The Simpsons and find, wait, what season was I on? What, whatever. They've since fixed yeah. that, but I remember it took a while for them to get that function. So do you, do you like the interface and the, just the functionality of it? Is it pretty user-friendly? It is, yeah. I think it's, as good as any of the other ones okay. would be. Do you like it? Yeah, I really do. The The one issue that we had was on launch day, our TV is, is relatively new. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's not brand new, mm. which means, um, and they did not have the Disney Plus app ready okay. for every platform. Ah, yes. yes, yes. <clears throat> so the first probably six weeks that we had Disney Plus, the only way we could really i mean we could you could obviously stream it from uh your computer mm-hmm. but obviously we had we had this big tv we want to yeah watch it on tv so the only way i could figure out how to best do it was to hook up an hdmi cable to my computer and then th- put it up onto the screen That's which is yeah yeah it's so the whole when something ended or you wanted to watch the next episode you had to get off the couch yeah go to the computer <clears throat> yeah press play and yeah so it was not the best and and that's not i don't think that's disney's fault or anything it's just yeah it was new and so it wasn't you know available on every everything but uh my wife got me a roku for christmas yeah. uh, and that has been awesome great right? yeah, yes it's, it's, it's really really good yes. yeah so um so and now with the roku it's it, totally user-friendly mm-hmm. uh and like i said there's there's a couple things that they could probably improve upon with just the base basic functionality, but in general, I mean, if you look at just the homepage, it just looks like Netflix. It totally does. <laughs> they just spill the bones of Netflix. It's not black and red; it's blue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, were you tempted to get Hulu or ESPN Plus at all? No, I had a Hulu. So this is kind of a fun story. I lived lived in San Jose for a while, and I met someone at, through my church who was a programmer in Apple. And he said he had a great system. I don't know how he did it, but he said, you go on to Hulu and you sign up and then they get a little code that says invite a friend and get two weeks free. Mm-hmm. And so he said, just give me that code. And then I don't know how he did it. He put it on something and then people would go find it and use it. Because I guess if someone used that code, they got a free month. So like I get two weeks, they get a free month if they use this code. And he said, he's been doing it for a while. Give me your code. So I gave him my code. And next thing I know, I had like thousands of people use my code. I'd never <laughs> met before. And I had like years of Hulu for free. And almost like it had, not like the infinity symbol, but almost like your next billing date like didn't exist. Because I had like that many just months and months and months of free service. And so I had Hulu ever since it started for free. And then when they changed the price point, Hulu used to be like $8.99 a month. There was a big deal where they dropped it down to $6.99 a month. And then that must have clicked all the accounts. And so all of a sudden that happened. And then there was a next billing date is like April, whatever. So like my free Hulu dried up. 
It was all commercials, though, and the commercial stuff. See, we have commercials, too. Yeah. I couldn't handle that. It was too hard. I'd watch 30 Rock on it, and it'd be like every... I felt like the commercials were so often and so long, and I'd do the same one over and over again. I was just like, I couldn't handle it. And so me and my brother, we actually share a Hulu account. That's the non-commercials one. Okay. And I think I didn't do the bundle because I knew it was going to be the commercial version. Yeah, yeah. And so now I just kind of do a little piecemeal at a time. It's still a good deal doing a piecemeal, but I just wanted the non-commercials option. Do you have ESPN Plus, though? Because I have, you're a big sports guy, and you love the 30 for 30 documentaries, yes. and they're all on there. I, I mean, that's, that's what I've used it for so I far. Know. I have access to one. <laughs> that's, I'll the leave, more, I'll the leave more I get to know you, Mark. <laughs> I'll leave it at the, that. I have access to one. Listeners, and you'll, have to, you uh, you'll have to learn how Mark uh, rode Rise of the Resistance multiple times in one day. <laughs> I did it not, tell the truth. <laughs> um, but I would only use it to watch the 30 for 30s. Yeah. I'm not interested in Peyton's places. <laughs> yeah. I'm not interested watched. in the MMA fights or whatever. I just like 30 for 30s. Yeah. And not even every 30 for 30. It's like a little bit here and there. So yeah. We've watched um, women's college gymnastics because our daughter is taking taking toddler gymnastics so uh, that's been kind of i mean i probably would never have watched women's college gymnastics so it's kind of fun there's one thing that i love now that i'm thinking about on espn plus is i have such good memories as a teenager sunday evenings going to uh find a tv and watching nfl primetime Mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. boomer and tj Love that. And when it went away, I was super bummed. It's back. back but on only ESPN on Plus. ESPN Plus. But yeah. it is back in the no commercials even. And it's the same theme music for the highlights. <laughs> the same dudes making the same jokes. I love it. And if they continue with that, then I'll make sure I have ESPN Plus for the football season just because I got to watch it in the full prime time. So let's talk about the kind of obviously the – the attraction of Disney Plus is the yeah. content, mm-hmm. right? Now, Netflix, for years, had content that was primarily licensed content, right? Yeah. If you look at their most popular things, they, they were The Friends and The Office, yep. which are not Netflix shows, but they, they bought them mm-hmm. and licensed them. Um, and so the cool thing about Disney Plus is Disney owns all of it. Yeah. Um, but the thing that Netflix had to really do was come up with their own original content and i think they've been thriving with that the thing that they've done is basically they make a hundred shows a week yeah and then two of them stick and they put all their money towards those too right um and then they just cancel the other 98. (laughs) see i i have a problem with the netflix originals to me it's a very very low bar where people essentially see them as free yeah. And they're not going to complain about free. But to me, the only show that I can think that's like a great Netflix show that I would seek out other places is might be just Stranger Things. Stranger Things, things. yeah. But like, there's a lot of shows where it's like, it's free, so sure. I you think know? The, like, I'll go for it. The but... Marvel Netflix ones, I think, were oh, okay. like Daredevil. Okay. Some of them, not all of them. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, did you... I haven't watched The Witcher and I don't know how interested I am in the Witcher. I know you're a video game guy. Yeah. And, uh, but have you, did you see their new algorithm, though? No. If you watch for, like, 30 seconds, yeah, that counts as a watch. 
Yeah, see, that's shady. That's shady. <laughs> so they touted out The Witcher as like their most watched new show. Yeah. But if you watched like the cold open, that counts as a watch. Yeah, and they have, I read an article about it, how some shows like HBO says, okay, what are some interesting ideas people have? And what are some cool stories you want to tell? Where in Netflix, it's the guys crunch the numbers and they say, these type of peoples really want a show that's like this. So um, you guys make a show like this. Where it's instead of creative people coming up with something creative and saying, let me share it with you, it's like they want to know what the end result is and then they build to that and it's maybe not the most creative thing i just think they're very overrated in terms of their original programming there's just yeah. so much of there's it, just so much yeah. yeah yeah um but with disney plus they had i think a lot of people were interested in well what is going to be their original content because they have a vast library and mm-hmm. disney people will get Disney Plus yes. for that vast library. Mm-hmm. But are just general public going to subscribe to Disney Plus um, based on Pinocchio or Fantasia yeah. or, you know. Um, because, I mean, if you look at the, the day one launch, 10 million subscribers, part of that because they gave it for free to Verizon users. Yes. But, I mean, those are probably your hardcore Disney people like you mm-hmm. and me. Totally. Right? And so how many just general people you know who maybe don't have kids are going to subscribe to disney plus and i think a lot of people were looking towards their original content to see okay well you've got dumbo but what do you have for me mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and so obviously i think their number one uh, at least marketed thing of original content was the mandalorian yep is the mandalorian now that it's over for at least first season was the mandalorian worth that number one spot 100 percent. yeah but you're the star wars guy do you think it lives up to the hype lives up to the expectation yeah it was hard for me because we're so trained by 50 years of broadcast television Mm -hmm. to say okay uh episodes will be 42 minutes long or you know a lot of a lot of people are trained off of game of thrones that says well if you want premium content Episodes have to be an hour long. Sure. So I think the first couple episodes, the 30-minute yeah. uh, length kind of threw me a little bit. Not in a bad way, but just was like, oh, I've got to get used to this. You know? um, but I think The Mandalorian as a character is really fascinating, really interesting. And, I mean, obviously, the child. Yeah. Baby Yoda oh is a phenomenon. And, <laughs> I mean, uh, so many... Kind of pop. I mean, he's already yes. embedded in the pop culture. Uh, totally. Yes, uh, yes. So I think f- just f- the action, it felt like Star Wars. Um, I think definitely uh, made its mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. The first three episodes, I was thinking to myself, like, this is not just one of the great like shows it's one of the great shows of all time i was like this is on the way to being like epic and then it came back to earth with the middle chunk episodes mm-hmm. and i was like no it's a good show but then i think the last two was like no this is like top tier television really really dug it the problem is it was over and that's it and yeah. they didn't have anything it blows my mind that they don't have the second it's over being like and next week, episode one of whatever. It doesn't mm-hmm. need to be a Star Wars thing, but like it could be a Marvel thing. Just Or they should have had Indiana Jones stuff in the works. You know, They should have 
all these properties for adults to watch and they should have just had the second ones over next one starts up again yeah i i agree it 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 also goes to their strategy of you know netflix is the king of binge yeah right where stranger things season comes out and you yes. watch all eight episodes in a weekend mm-hmm. whereas mm-hmm. this they went the traditional route and Love did, it. Mm-hmm. did eight weeks and uh and you, so you like that strategy love it definitely prefer that okay yeah um so some of their other uh, original content that they premiered with uh was uh, the world according to jeff goldblum pass <laughs> did you watch any of that my wife watched the one about the shoes okay. and it's like most reality tv shows it's like before you have a bunch of kids sure i'm bored why not but then when you say how precious my limited time is I got no time for that. Yeah. But I'm sure it's just fine. So, uh, so some other ones. Uh, Encore. Oh, that's right. Pass. I watched the first... Well, my wife and I watched the yeah. first two, two or three episodes. Mm-hmm. And I, told, I looked over to my wife because we watched all three of them like, okay. in a row after... So those, those were bingeable, right? Well, those the, were... They released, I think, each week, but we didn't okay. watch it right away. Okay. But uh, I looked over at my wife and I said... I don't know if these are good, but I'm hooked. <laughs> it's like, like reality TV yeah, does yeah, that too. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's a really fascinating concept of like bringing these people back together. I know, that's cool. It's really interesting. Yeah. I just don't know if it's actually good or not. <laughs> um, but uh, I think as much as I love The Mandalorian and as much as I'm a Star Wars guy, the thing that I was most looking forward to, and I think you were too, and I think what is... Right now, the best thing on Disney Plus was the Imagineering story. I'm still working my way through it. It's so good, I almost want to do like two minutes at a time because I don't want it to be over. That's the way my personality is. Yeah. It is. It is. I, I can't describe It's so good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Leslie Iwerks has obviously a Disney background. Her dad and grandfather worked for Disney. Yeah. Um, she directed the Pixar story. Yes. Um, and so she's a great filmmaker. And... It, it was funny because I think I mentioned this to you like just when we were talking about it when it first premiered, but some of the, if you're a Disney person, some of the information in the Imagineering story, I think most people would know. Yeah. But some of the interviews mm-hmm. and just some of the archival footage yes. is just incredible how they got some of that. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, like some of the later episodes, they lay over Walt's speeches or, or mm. words or interviews over like new footage like of contemporary modern footage and yeah. it's like how, it's brilliantly meshed together yeah like That's it's incredible. like his words are as prescient today as they were you know 50 60 years ago uh and so man it's if you have not watched the imagineering story please do so that is is it kind of like that's it or could they do a season two do you get the vibe that it's I think that is it for that. But as a whole? Yeah, as a yeah, whole. Yeah. Uh, but there is supposed to be, I think it's called Behind the Attraction or something. Ooh. There's supposed to be a new documentary series coming, I think, this year. Um, a, like, that has like an episode about a particular attraction. Um, so that I'm definitely looking forward to. Would you rather have maybe hour-long episodes similar to Imagineering Story? about one ride or would you rather have little 12 15 minute ones but about all the rides like here's 12 minutes about 
Dumbo in 12 minutes about the Sleep Beauty walkthrough? Or would you rather have, here's an hour on pirates, you know? Yeah, I, I think they could do that for, you know, maybe some for the bigger rides, do like these yeah, longer yeah. episodes. Yeah. But then for, you know, Mr. Toad, do 15 minutes or something. Um, but because that's essentially what the one day at Disney oh, it's right, documentaries uh-huh. are. Yeah. There are these like eight to 10 minute long little profiles mm-hmm. of people, which if you haven't watched those, please do so because they're awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you could do it that way as, where, as well, where it's these like little short documentaries yeah. um, on, on an attraction. Um, have you watched the one day at Disney's? We're about halfway through. And it feels a lot like an infomercial. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but a lot like an infomercial for Disney. And it is like little shorts. Here's Bob Iger saying, when I was a TV producer, and then you go out <laughs> to the TV episode. And he says, you know, they kind of introduce, he introduces each little person, and each person has their little six to seven minutes, yeah. which to me sounds perfect for additional episodes. Yes. Of, here's the lady who does the costumes for whatever, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, and... I think I joked with you before about it, but, but you know, Disney gets a lot of flack for being the evil empire yeah. and monopolizing the business and being all about money and raising ticket prices yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that series is like their best PR. Oh yeah. Because it's, uh-huh. it's episode after, after episode of people saying, I love to work at Disney <laughs> and I could be a creative and imaginative at Disney, which is again, not a bad thing. No, uh, it's just, it's fun to watch. They should, though, at the very end, have a little disclaimer that says, here's this person's monthly salary and their benefits. <laughs> and you're like, I know you love your job, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, some of them might be making good money, man. It's true, huh? Yeah, uh, you're right. But uh, so let's open it up a little bit. Those are some of like their original content. Yeah. But like, what else have you like watched so far on Disney Plus? I mean, you have kids. Yeah. Are you always... You just, you know... Throwing on Frozen and Moana and every day, or what? It's usually when I'm at work, my wife will put on a show for the kids that are home, and she is going to the old school stuff like Hunter One Dalmatians, Peter mm-hmm. Pan, which I really appreciate. I watch it for Simpsons. Okay. I'm started. I first couple seasons of Simpsons aren't very good, mm-hmm. but that's probably my favorite show of all time. Growing up, my brother would tape them on VHS off TV, and we would have to label them Simpsons Volume Whatever. We got up to like Volume probably 22, <laughs> and he'd label them each episode on each tape. And so I've seen them all a million times, but it's the perfect show when I'm folding laundry or something. I just watch it and 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 love it. So that's a big, big part of it. I don't think if I didn't have Simpsons, I don't think I'd ever watch it on my own. As a family time, there's so much stuff to do. Whereas I'll watch Hulu by myself. I'll watch Netflix by myself for shows that just I, I like. So that's The Simpsons was a big deal. So The Simpsons is a big deal. Yeah. Because it's Fox property, yeah. which mm-hmm. is obviously now Disney. Yep. So is it is it strange watching The Simpsons on a Disney streaming service? I don't think so, only because it was their day one. Okay. If I was used to all these fun Disney things and then Simpsons came in, I don't know where it may seem kind of awkward, but I think it was there. It, it was important to be there day one and just seamlessly integrate into it. Yeah, I mean, I think they're, you know, capitalizing on a lot of people our age. Yeah. Who I mean, I think one category on the home menu is like 90s throwbacks. Oh, classic. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I think they're definitely, you know, capitalizing on 
people of our generation. And it does have something for everybody. It has something for us, like we said, our generation, because we grew up with the Disney stuff. So like to movies like Sword in the Stone and Robin Hood are classics for us. So we like yeah, to yeah. go back and view them. But the people who are younger than us, they don't really care much about that. But there's the Toy Stories there, which they connect with. And so many of my students will say, like, put on Disney Plus. What do you want to watch? Austin and Alley. Yeah. What is that? Some show I was too old for, but they love. And so there's probably so many shows that totally go over my head, but people in the age range from 12 to 25 just love, yeah. you know. Anything else you've, you've watched with your family? On Disney Plus? Yeah. Um, not that I can think of. Um, it's one of those things where the, the price point was so great. Netflix always increased prices. Next thing you know, it's like, wait, how much is Netflix? But Disney Plus coming at $6.99 was so smart. That's something you could easily, anyone can add that to their monthly budget and be fine. And so that was such a smart tactic to run it at that price point. So I made a list okay, of, some of, list? The, some of the things that I've watched okay. so far, either myself or with my wife or with Let's do it. family. So obviously Mandalorian. Yep. Uh, Clone Wars season seven. That's new, right? That's new. Okay. It's the final season of the Clone Wars, yeah. so they get to finish it out right. And you're into it. I'm into it. There's been, as of this recording, there's been four episodes. Mm. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, Lady and the Tramp. Oh, the new one. The new one. Kind of like. It was well, okay. It's, it's worth it for free. Yeah, right? yeah you're not going to complain about oh, yeah, it. No, it, yeah. If I wouldn't rush out to the theater, but uh -huh. if I just click play, then yeah. that's fine with me. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. It was sure. a nice retelling. The CGI and the dogs is a little weird, but uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it was a fine remake. Yeah. Um, there's a, a cartoon from the late '80s, early '90s that I watched as a kid nonstop. It's called "The New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh." Oh, okay. And so uh, it's like. I don't know, four or five seasons, but there's just like little 30 minute episodes. And so I've been watching those with my daughter nice. and that's fun. Um, Star Wars forces of destiny, which is a cartoon. They're like two minute little episodes. Oh, fun. Okay. Yeah. Um, they actually originally premiered on YouTube, uh, and now they're on Disney plus, hmm. um, we've been doing a, uh, uh, a roundabout through frozen, and Olaf's Frozen Adventure, <laughs> and now Frozen Two. Okay. Uh, because so that's on constantly. My daughter's super into Frozen right now. Yeah. Uh, so those have been on basically on a loop. <laughs> um, I've watched many of the Forky asks a question. Oh, okay. Uh, shorts. Yeah, and, and see, these are things I need to watch with my family. Though, and those are only this. like two minutes long. Mm -hmm. They're fun. If you liked Forky from Toy Story Four, you'll yeah. like them. They're funny. Um, I watched Pick of the Litter with my wife, oh, okay. which is a documentary about um, training uh, dogs to be guide dogs for the blind. Uh, really fascinating. I didn't expect, I mean, you just, you look at the cover and it's like, oh, cute dogs, this will be fun. Yeah. But it's actually really educational. Like, I felt like I learned a lot. Cool, I like that. <laughs> um, gosh, what, Pixar in real life. Those are good, yeah. I yeah. wish there was more of them. I wish they were longer, but yeah, they're fun. Um, there, I watched the documentary from 1965 it's called Disneyland Around the Seasons it's like Walt hosts it and it's like a special 10th anniversary of the park and it's just talking about Disneyland in 1965 okay 
it's on my list. It's, I'm typing this it's into my cool. phone right it's, now. It's, it's uh, only pretty cool, or is it's, it really it's fine. It's cool. I mean, it, if you if you like Disneyland and it, I mean, and you want to see how it looked in 1965, it's Which awesome. I do. It's called Disneyland Around the Park. Uh, around the seasons. Around the seasons. Done. Um, but yeah, it's like 45 minutes long or something like that. But it's a. I I assume it aired on television, like when it first premiered. Uh, but yeah, it's just like a little celebration of the park. So if you want to see what it was like in the 60s, it's pretty cool. So, I mean, and then, I mean, we've watched some of the movies and yeah. animated movies, stuff like that. But yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of stuff there. Is there anything you haven't watched that you like want to watch that's on there? Besides Imagineering, which I'm purposely saving so I can cherish it, I don't really think so. There has been a couple moments where I'm fired up for something and it looks like it's good to go because it looks like every other icon and you click on it and in yellow type it says coming to Disney Plus in 2022. It's like, what? Yeah. How come it's not here? I guess it, that means it's on Netflix pretty much. Yeah, right? so they're existing licensing and, deals. Yeah. And find it. But Well, and that's a lot of, it's funny because you, you say that because I was looking it up recently and a lot of their most recent like live action remakes mm. Like Cinderella and Jungle Book, yeah. Um, like Maleficent. Who owns those? Um, they're either on Netflix or um, sometimes if they're licensed to like Stars or oh yeah TNT or something yes, like that. Then that's right. You can't. Yeah, I don't know what those licensing deals look like, but that's right. Yeah. So if they're if they're you know contracted with some other place, yeah, they can't be on Disney Plus yeah. yet. That's true. I. I really appreciate how, like, you watching Lady and the Tramp, you probably wouldn't spend 10 bucks to buy a ticket, but it was there. We watched the new Aladdin movie. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was fun. Yeah. Cool. I, yeah. And I kind of was, like, doing other things while I was playing. I didn't feel guilty about, like, not pay- paying attention every second, but the kids liked it and watched it a couple times. Is the new Lion King worth watching? It's just sitting there for me to watch. And It's... It's, it's worth free, watching. Right? It's, free. it's worth so watching. So why would you not watch it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have. Yeah, I'm conflicted about that movie. I don't. Mm. It's not as good as it could be or should be. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's worth a watch for sure. Yeah, Toy Story four. It came out and we all sat and watched it and I'm like, this is better than renting it from Amazon or having the stress of going to a red box and returning. Yeah. Like this is just so much more, like convenient and. I, I do wonder if they keep bringing them out so fast. Are people gonna just go to the movie theater or be like, you know what? I can probably wait a couple months and just watch it in my couch for free with my kids, as opposed to dragging my kids to the movie theater and the stress of that. Do you think that's? This goes back to the discussion about the vault. Like the vault is kind of genius. It screws us, the consumer, but yeah. it's a pretty genius idea. And they're totally getting rid of it by saying, you know, really quick, you're gonna get your downloadable digital copy of this movie. You know. Well, and that, you know, as, as we kind of get to the end of this episode, that gets to kind of the, the future of Disney+. Plus. Yeah. And if you look at one of their big moves because of the coronavirus mm-hmm. pandemic, Frozen 2 is now on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Three months before it was supposed to wow, be. Wow, three months early. Because wow. they, cause typically what they do, at least so far, mm-hmm. is, you know... Uh, it comes out on digital to buy or on, on, and on Blu-ray. Yeah. And they usually give it two or three months Okay, for people to kind of buy it, mm-hmm. and then it shows up on uh, Disney+. Plus. Like, take uh, uh, take uh, Aladdin, for mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out in theaters in May, 
and then uh, you know showed up on Blu-ray I think August or September. Yeah. But it didn't show up on Disney Plus until like I think like around Christmas time. It's true. So they give that window to people to buy it. Yeah. But now that window is closing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but um, yeah, it gets to this idea of like what's going to happen to the theatrical box office. I mean, look at what uh, there's been conversations about, you know, well, if, with Mulan being delayed. Yeah. Do you put it on Disney Plus, but put a paywall yes, in front of it point. and say, okay, it's on Disney Plus, but you got to pay, you know, 40 bucks per household mm-hmm. to watch it. And you get 24 hours and you can't yeah. download it and like that's it. Yeah. Which I'm sure they could do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I don't know what the ramifications of that would be if that's going to hurt box office. I mean, which I mean, assume it will. But yeah, but I don't know what are your thoughts on on some of that. I think that it's a good idea that they should for sure look into because it's just more options. Maybe some people would be like, do I really want to get in my car and go to the park and just deal with all that? I'll just pay 40 bucks right now. They, they would still watch it when it came out. They still own Disney+. Plus. I mean, you're just getting more revenue from them because maybe... I think going to the movies isn't easy anymore. And so if you want to go to the movies, you, you're determined to go. But there would be a certain amount of customers that don't want to go to the movies but also don't want to wait. They want to be part of the conversation. I mean, I think they should... I think more people, like not just Disney, but like more companies should say, because maybe at my house on my TV, it's a better viewing experience than it would be in the movie theater, you know? So I think that's something that all of them should do. Well, and you could also distinguish between, you know, like, or at least Disney could distinguish between, like, this is a movie that we think is going to make a billion dollars versus, you know, uh, Call of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Which they inherited from Fox. Yeah, like would it have been better to just throw that on Disney Plus mm-hmm. and maybe take a, I don't know, ten million dollar hit, whatever it was, whatever yeah. it is, that instead of putting marketing into it and totally. having Harrison Ford go on talk shows. Yes, and then taking because I think it's it's projected to lose like fifty million bucks. Yeah, some of that. Yeah. Uh, do you just put that on Disney Plus and just let people watch it? Maybe late in the tramp, they're like, this is not as good as we thought it was going to be, so let's do no marketing. You're right, marketing sometimes is like as much as the production of the movie yeah. sometimes. And so we just, yeah, throw it on there, and it'll, it'll make people happy. Well, and, and then even with theaters closing, yeah, like Onward, what do you do with Onward? I know. You're right. Th- throw it on Disney Plus and put a paywall in it. Put, yeah. put 20 bucks in front of it and yep. see what happens. We would do that. Yeah. And we're not like the most free spending people, but if it was like 20 bucks to watch Onward as a family night, we would do that. Yeah. For sure. Um, so Disney Plus, I think there's a lot of uh, positives uh, to it. Um, I mean, I-, I can't think of too many negatives as far as maybe some of the initial functionality of it. But yeah. it's it's just another streaming service that I think works really well. I agree. I do worry that they just wanted to get us hooked on it, and then like Netflix, next price. thing you know, it's like eleven ninety nine a month, and yeah. you're like, well, where had that happen so fast? But I don't think you can go back to not having it. It's just too. Is would you think they might do the vault and say? Pinocchio is going away February 1st. Make sure you watch it. Would they do that? It seems so shady. To yeah, I think, that. I think at least so far what they have said 
is that, and besides some of their licensing deals that they don't really have control over. Sure. What they have basically said is once it's on Disney Plus, it's on Disney Plus. That's good. So I think if you backtrack from that, I mean, you're going to have like big time backlash, mm. if not people unsubscribing. Because, I mean, you've already heard, I don't think it's as bad as some of the headlines have said, but yeah, when Mandalorian ended, they did lose some subscribers. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I just, I can't imagine them backtracking like that. The only scripted original programming is Mandalorian, correct? So far. So far. And they kind of did a really, really good job with that one. Well, actually, I, I take that back. There are some new shows that I haven't watched yet. So there's that Diary of a Future President. Oh, are those movies or shows? Those are, that's a show. Oh, really? So there's Stargirl, which is brand new, which it's I haven't watched, is a movie. Oh, okay. Based on a relatively uh, popular book, apparently. Okay. Um, what else is script? Lady and the Tramp was script. Uh, I mean, it was a movie. Yeah. I can't. Uh, I can't think of other shows, but but there's upcoming shows. Yeah. Like more Star Wars stuff with Obi Wan Kenobi. There's all the Marvel shows that mm-hmm. are supposed mm-hmm. to come out. Um, so, the, like you were saying, maybe they should have had this stuff ready to go. I think so. And instead of now, we're in this kind of weird gray period as we're waiting for more stuff. Because HBO is genius because once they get you hooked on a show, you watch it till the end, and then right when it's about to end, they give you a new one. And so you keep that subscription going. They should have had WandaVision ready, or they should have had Winter Soldier ready. And so right when Mandalorian's done, you roll right into that. But over time, they'll get it, I'm yes. sure. So um, if you are a Disney fan like us, we would encourage you to... At least try out Disney Plus. Check yeah. it out and check out all the movies and content 100%. that are on there. Um, and definitely, I think Imagineering Story mm. is the one that I, I try to pitch to people because I think a lot of the talk was about The Mandalorian, as it yeah. probably should have been. Yeah. Uh, but I think the hidden gem on Disney Plus is The Imagineering Story. Yeah, because the, the Disney's day at a time, I get a little bit of a cheesy vibe to it. But imagining stories like, no, this is like top tier documentary filmmaking. Yeah. And so more of that would make it even better. All right. Well, uh, Mark, thank you for, uh, for your time today and thank your you. thoughts and your discussion. And we uh, would encourage you uh, to uh, like our show, subscribe yes. on Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. wherever you get your podcast. Five star ratings. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we thank you for listening. And uh, thank you, Mark. All right. See you guys.